I'm your host, Melvin Banks. Uh, I, I'm really excited to have everybody back on with me uh, this week to share a new, a new idea, a new thought this week uh, about something that I think is very uh, relevant in, in our world today. Um, I think it's extremely relevant. It's the idea of keeping it real. And I'm going to... I'm going to give you a little insight as to what I'm talking about here in just a minute. But uh, I, I believe that everyone in some way is trying to connect with the world around them. Um, you know, we're, we're all in this social media age trying to connect with people. We're trying to connect with uh, social media friends and, and followers. And we're, we're all trying to connect in some way. And in in a world that is filled with relationships that I believe in many situations are predicated on filters. I think at times the greatest challenge that we have is to be real, to be genuine, and to be authentic. Um, this is one of the great challenges um, of, of really this generation. Uh, and, and I say this generation, but I talk about all of us because it's not only this generation that deals with the struggle of being real and authentic, but everybody who's currently living through this era, this this time in, in our lives where uh, everything is based upon social media and appearances. And I want you to think about something today. Uh, as we get ready to get started, I want you to think about this one thing. How often have you used filters on pictures of yourself? Now, it sounds really simple. Uh, it sounds maybe even silly, but I want you to think about that for just a moment. And, and then once you think about that, once you've thought about the idea of how many times you've used filters on your own pictures, I want you to think about this. Why did you use the filters? What was the reason that you made the decision to use that filter? See, the essence of filters, and whenever I say filters in particular, I'm talking about those that are used on our social media uh, pictures and posts, is to change the image that other people see. I mean, when, whenever we use a filter, we never look for a filter that's going to make us look even more so like ourselves. Whenever we use a filter, the one thing that we're looking for in that filter is to alter in some way our own physical appearance. I want you to think about that for a minute. The concept of using a filter is really about removing things that we don't want other people to find or things that we don't think are ideal, really, whenever you look at it. Uh, we, we've all got certain things about ourselves that I'm sure if we could, you know, just, just start with a blank canvas and, and say, I'm going to redo things, I'm going to remake myself, We've all got certain things about ourselves that we would edit in some way that we would we would just take and say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to take this little thing out. Uh, may, maybe it's it's the way that you, you have a bump on your nose or maybe it's just the way that your jawline shaped, the way that you talk. We all have something that we would in some way change about ourselves if we could. And we often use filters with the the hope of creating the illusion of perfection. Now, here's the thing about perfection. Here's the truth about perfection. It isn't real. 
You know, in, in fact, anytime we have the illusion of perfection, we know that there's one thing that's certainly true. We're dealing with something that is an absolute fake. Now, I want you to just sit with that for a moment. Anytime we deal with something where it gives the image of perfection, we know that we're dealing with something that is absolutely fake. And this goes for any aspect of life. I want you to, to just consider the fact, anytime you see someone and you look at it and you say, man, they have the perfect marriage. I could tell you there are some things that are very fake about that. They're putting on the perfect image in front of everybody else. But the, the truth of the matter is every, every relationship has flaws in it, even, even my own. And I think I have a great marriage. I, I have a, a fantastic marriage. I, I, have, I, I wouldn't want to spend my life with anyone else. But even in my own marriage, I know that there are certain things, there are little things that, that aren't perfect. The perfect family. We, we see on social media, people put <laughs> pictures of, you know, family photos. And every picture you look at and you're like, oh my goodness, how beautiful, how perfect. They have the perfect life. But the thing is, we don't get to see the millions of situations that occur when the camera isn't flashing. Where, you know, we have the struggles and the, the children who are hard-headed and disobedient and we have the, the arguing and the strife and the, the hardship that's taking place that they don't want us to see. And, and of course, none of us would want to put all of our dirty laundry out there uh, for the world to see. It's nobody's business. But the, the point is, anytime we see something that gives the illusion of perfection, we know that there, there's something fake about it because nothing is perfect. There's no perfect business. There's no perfect church, and I'll go even one step further. There's no perfect pastor, and I could say that as someone who pastors a church. I know that I'm very flawed, I'm very human, and I try in every way possible whenever I'm dealing and interacting with people to show that authenticity, that the reality of who I am, that I'm not perfect, that I've made mistakes, that, that there are things about myself that I'm not completely pleased with, but God is still working on them. So, you know, I, I want to make sure that we keep that in mind as we move forward here today, because the, this, whole, this whole show this week is actually coming off of my midweek inspirational thought. And if you didn't read it, great, this will all be new to you, but if you did, I'm, I'm just going to dig back into that for just a little bit. Now, and this week's, this last week's midweek inspirational thought, um, you know, one of the things that I said was our flaws validate our authenticity. And, and here's what I mean by that. So whenever my wife and I got married, we were in our early 20s. Um, I believe uh, she was 19 whenever I proposed to her, um, which would have made me either right around 19 or 20. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, let, let's just face it, at that age, you have nothing. <laughs> and and you, you are absolutely broke when you're at, at 19 years old. Uh, I would say we were poor, but I, I couldn't even afford the extra O and the R. We were just poor. Uh, so we, we, we were, we were dirt broke, you know, two college students and we had a little girl and the last thing we had was any money. So I'll never forget whenever I decided I wanted to propose, um, and I wanted to, to spend the rest of my life with her. So I went out searching for a ring. 
Now, here's the thing. Whenever you have no money, your, your ring purchasing or your buying power is very limited. I, I went into a, a service merchandise, and, and I'll never forget going in and picking out this little ring. Now, this was the ring and the band that came together. And I believe if I remember correct, the total price was $479 for both. So we're not talking about, you know, a, a five carat diamond here. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was a flake on <laughs> a very uh, thin gold band. And, you know, I, I'll never forget. I was so proud of it, though. And I called my dad and I told him about it. I told him I was going to propose and, and um, I was just so excited about it. And whenever I proposed to her, uh, I set it up to where I thought it was perfect. But there, there was one thing that I always uh, was troubled by, and that was the fact that I never really felt that it was the type of ring that she deserved. I always wanted to, you know, I envisioned myself giving my, my fiancé whenever we got engaged at a, at a younger age, whenever I saw this all playing out, I was going to be given this big ring. Um, you know, my, my $20,000 a year salary at the time told me otherwise. So, uh, I remember always saying to myself, at some point, I want to get her a new ring. And as we approached our 10 year anniversary, I went out and I made the decision that this was the time I was going to get her, her next step up ring. And I remember going out and I searched and searched and searched for, probably six weeks or more. I, I had searched and traveling for work, I would go into every uh, jeweler that, that I would come across. I would go into every jewelry store and I would look for different rings and I would look at them and I would study, you know, rings in the evening, just, you know, learning everything I could about diamonds and about rings and what's the right type of ring to buy, what are the different cuts, all of that stuff. And I'll never forget one evening uh, as... I was at a, uh, I think it was a, a Gordon's or a Zales uh, jewelry store. And I had a, a sales lady who was helping me. And I kept picking out different rings and I'm looking at them. And at this point, I'd asked her to use the, the magnifying glass. And as I'm looking at the different rings and I'm searching and I'm, I'm looking at the diamond, I'm looking at every possible flaw that's there. And I keep handing rings back to her. She suddenly looks over at me and she's like, well, sir, you, you've looked at a lot of rings. And she's like, why do you keep giving them back? What's wrong? And finally, I told her, well, they have inclusions in them. Now, if you've ever really learned a lot about diamonds, you know that inclusions are the little imperfections that are hidden in the diamond. They, they occur uh, as part of the process of creating the diamond. Of course, diamonds are created from coal that go under intense heat and pressure in nature. And, and so it's not a perfect process, but it creates something that gives the perfect image. It, it's, it's something that, that just reflects light and it's beautiful. And so we, we see these things and we think of them as perfect. So as I'm, I'm handing that back to her and she said, well, sir, you know, all diamonds have inclusions in them. She said, that's what makes them real. The only perfect diamond you're going to find is one that's fake. It's one that's manufactured and created, but it's not going to be one that's real from nature. And that really made me think, you know, because 
A lot of times in life, we're thinking that perfection is what we should be shooting for. We, we try to give the illusion of perfection. We, we want to create this image that everybody looks at and says, wow, they really have it all together. They have the perfect life. They have the perfect circumstances, the perfect situation. And the thing that I think we really need to, to gain from what this young lady taught me in that buying process is that our flaws, those little things, those little imperfections, are the things that validate our authenticity. Those are the things that make us real. See, a lot of times in life, we try to hide the things that we've experienced, the, the flaws, the, those things that God has given us to shape us into the person that he's creating us to be, and we try to hide it. We don't want other people to know that we've been through things that they might not have been through. And I would challenge you to everybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're watching the recording live, could it be that the thing that you're trying to keep other people from seeing is the very thing that God has given you as an agent to your destiny? The very purpose that you've been created for it won't happen without that little thing that you don't want other people to see. Something for us to think about. See, our flaws absolutely do validate our authenticity. The things that we've experienced in life, the mistakes that we've made, those things that we hope nobody finds out about, those are the same things that help to make us real. They're the things that pave the way for our path and our purpose. And perhaps rather than hiding those things, perhaps we should be willing to be vulnerable enough to share it with other people. See, keeping it real is to share your life warts and all. It's not so much what we've made it out to be in today's world. Keeping it real is about sharing the good and the bad, the victories and the defeats, the crowns and the crosses that we've had to bear. See, victory in life comes only by helping other people to cross the finish line. And we can only do that whenever we truly keep it real and we're willing to be vulnerable enough to allow people to walk through life knowing that they're not the only one who's not perfect. So I, I, I hope that this message today, I, I hope that if nothing else, that you're able to challenge yourself to think about your own flaws and imperfections. Ask yourself the question, am I truly keeping it real? Am I using the moments that God has allowed in my life, good and bad, to serve other people? Am I willing to be vulnerable with who I truly am so that people can absolutely experience the fullness of what it is? to be served, and to be made whole through grace, through acceptance. So for those of you, again, who are listening live as we recorded today, thank you so much. Uh, it has been a privilege for those of you that are out there um, listening to the podcast. I want to ask a couple of things of you. One, I want to ask that you follow the podcast. Uh, uh, just go ahead, click follow, click like, share the podcast with other people. Uh, 
I think that these messages that we share over the, the 15 to 25 minutes that each one of these are, they are very relevant. There's something that connects with everybody, and I think that it serves people in a very meaningful and tangible way. So I want to ask you to share it. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, just, just listen to it as many times as you can. Hopefully other individuals out there will find meaning in what we're doing here. Um, it's all about helping people walk through life. That's what the Blueprint Podcast is. It's about building that dream life by sharing life's experiences with one another. So I appreciate you guys being on. I look forward to sharing next week's message with you uh, next Sunday. Again, we'll be right here, um, and I can't wait to have everybody on. So be blessed. Have a great week, and as always, enjoy the journey.